The Evolution Channel is sponsored by Eternal Gold Beauty, the most advanced skincare line in the world. Awaken your skin to aging in reverse at eternalgoldbeauty.com today. You're listening to Talk Animal, what animals want you to know, with Judy Anderson. Homeopathy for animals. I love it, and so will you. Greetings, everyone, and a special hello to all of the beautiful animal souls who are also listening to us today. Welcome to Talk Animals, where we discuss what animals want you to know. My name is Judy Anderson, and I'm here along with my co-host in training, Ariel, my adorable Westie. He's quiet now, which is really great. And today, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I'm really excited because I've known of our guest today, Dr. Christina Shambro, forever. I mean, a really, really long time. Never in my wildest dreams did I think that one day I would be interviewing this internationally renowned holistic veterinarian on a podcast. Life is so amazing. She she has over 40 years of healing pets helping them live longer, healthier lives. And she and uh, two other veterinarians founded the Academy of Veterinary Homeopathy in 1995. So today you're going to be hearing from a person who is at the top of her profession. She really knows what she's talking about. Homeopathy for Animals with Dr. Christina Chambro. Welcome, Christina. Welcome to Talk Well, Animals. thank you. Thank you very much. I'm very glad that you're hosting shows like this because animal souls are clapping their paws and wagging their tails that you're doing this so that their people get to learn new ways to think about how to keep everybody healthy, not just the animals, but people and the planet as well. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Now, you have many many areas that you're really an expert in, but what really transitioned you into using homeopathy for animals? Oh, what a great question. It's really amazing. I think the angels were telling me that they wanted (laughs) me to do this because otherwise it wouldn't make any sense. So I graduated from the University of Georgia in 1980, and I'd had one weekend in acupuncture and then had tried it with no success. And I was very conventional. And even back then, a lot of, quote, holistic vets were just using a holistic something to fix something instead of using a drug. They didn't have the what I'm going to be talking about today. And you'll walk away today knowing more than any of us knew back then in the 80s. (laughs) And so I was conventional, and I was running a little clinic for, for another vet. And a woman came in and asked me to draw blood from her basset hound and send the results to a vet who was about a couple of hours away, who was her homeopathic veterinarian. And I said, sure, I'll draw the blood and send the results, but tell me, what's homeopathy? I'd never heard the word. And um, so it was about 1981, 82. And she told me that she was a psychotherapist and had been using this for a number of years. So she told me a little about it, and I thought, well, that's interesting. And I called the vet, and he sent me two bottles of these little tiny white pills, little Mm -hmm. white globules, and um, Mm -hmm. said they were good to help with bladder problems, with cystitis. And I said, okay. 
and I put the two bottles, <laughs> Ertica Urns and Cantharis, and I put them on the shelf at the main clinic. Well, three months later, I heard my boss with a client, and this cat had been on antibiotics for bladder problems for three years. And any time they stopped the antibiotic, within two days, the cat had bloody urine and was straining again. But there was nothing like stones or tumors or anything like that. So when he came out, they were starting to talk about maybe having to euthanize the cat because he couldn't tolerate the antibiotics very well anymore. So, you know, nothing to lose here. So when my boss came out, I said, hey, doctor up the road said this is good want to try it on her and he said well yeah you can offer it well many people back then and still today blame homeopathy on placebo effect that you believe it's oh, going to help yes. well mm-hmm. that's good if that if that's true that's great i think placebo effect is wonderful and then with animals they say it's the owner believes it'll work well i oh. went in held up this little bottle and I said, um, Dr. So-and-so up the road um, has had good success using homeopathic medicine to help bladder problems. Would you like to try it with your kitty? And she looked at me and said, well, yeah, tell me. Tell me more about homeopathy. And I said, you know, I don't know anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> I said, but this doctor up the road says it helps. And she said, well, I'll try anything. So there was no placebo effect there. She had no reason to believe this would work other than just pure hope. And um, within one week, the cat was off antibiotics. And for the next nine months that I was at that practice, the cat did, never had to go back on antibiotics. So Fantastic. that made me very, very interested in learning this approach. And so that was my beginning. <laughs> Oh, and nice. I was I was in the leading edge of people. Um, I took a the National Center for Homeopathy, which is a wonderful organization, um, had a summer school every year. Uh, they don't anymore. And they the year before, when this other vet had gone, they did a two day class on veterinary homeopathy where they brought in a veterinarian from England to teach it. And around that same time, Dr. Pitcairn was starting to do a weekend course, a four-day weekend course for lay people and vets at different fun places around the country, like Death Valley and Grand Canyon and oh. Maine. And so he was just starting. He, he was training himself and teaching himself. So we were all really on the leading edge of this. And uh, people who were doing homeopathy for themselves called us. There were about 15 of us maybe, and a few of us were willing to do it by telephone. So that's why by 1987, I was doing pretty much all homeopathy uh, by telephone with people around the world and teaching. And I continued to teach. And uh, now, as I'll talk about later, now I'm doing pet health coaching. I'm no longer the homeopathic vet. When I turned 65, I said, I'm going to do what I love the most. And so that's why I'm doing teaching and talking, continuing doing teaching, talking, and pet health coaching. So that's the beginning of homeopathy for me, and I have seen miracles from it. That That is fantastic. 
could you share one more miracle or should maybe I should share my miracle that happened? Yes, absolutely. Um, Why don't you tell me about, why don't you tell us about Comet? Yes, Comet was my golden lab. He was my first dog as an adult. And he had to have, I think it was ACL surgery. He Mm -hmm. pulled his leg, you know, he had to have that. And um, the vet calls me and says, you know, he his would it be his uh, esophagus collapsed when mm-hmm. they put the, trachea his, um, trachea okay his trachea collapsed and it was like oh my gosh and so the vet techs were saying you know you'll probably have to have surgery and I'm going oh no putting through this surgery and now another surgery for his you know his um, esophagus. Well, trachea, 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 and, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh no!" So I had been using a holistic vet. So I called her up and I said, "Is there anything you can do?" So she said, "Yeah." She said, "Come over," <laughs> and she made this homeopathy remedy. And she said, they will probably think you're absolutely crazy, but have them do this and have them shake it 10 times. And, you know, she had this little protocol that you did. So I take it over to the veterinarian hospital and I say, okay, this is, you know, this is a homeopathic remedy and this is how you administer it. And it was, I think, shaking it 10 times and then giving it to him or something. And, you know, that trachea or that, that, Trachea. Yes, that trachea. It was like it was. He was given that in the morning, and by that night, it was okay. Wonderful, wonderful. I mean, you know, and there's no guessing if. I mean, he was with a doctor that saw it was taken care of. It was healed, and you know, from the morning to the evening, it was healed. And I'm like, whoa, that is fantastic. You know, just, uh, yeah. So interestingly enough, both my example and your example are um, still coming more from the old-fashioned or the conventional approach of give something to fix something. And that's great. And often it works, but it's not how homeopathy actually works. Homeopathy was conceived over 200 years ago. It's not like Chinese medicine that's been around 7,000 years. But um, Samuel Hahnemann was an MD in Germany, and he was disgusted with how people were being treated. They were being given mercury and made to throw up and bleeding them. And he said, there's got to be a better way. So he, out of reading old books and um, principles, what's wonderful, the best part of homeopathy, I mean, of course, wonderful when it can cure, and it doesn't always, but it can. Um, What's really wonderful are that the principles of homeopathy can guide you to having, to understanding what it takes to have your cherished companions live the longest possible life. I mean, each of us, whether it's a plant or whatever, is born with a genetic code, who we're supposed to be. And then there's epigenetics, we call it now, 
other people would have called it the environment. <laughs> so if you think of an acorn, an acorn is destined to be an oak tree, not a maple tree. But as an oak tree, it could be a skinny oak tree for lack of water. It could be a bent over oak tree because of growing someplace where the wind blew all the time. So it grew sort of curved. So the environment will change, modify the basic genetics. So what homeopathy clearly talks about matches Ayurvedic medicine, Chinese medicine, all energetic medicines, which is the genetics creates an energetic template. And each animal and person and plant is sensitive to different things. Sometimes we know what they're sensitive to. And there's some things that are mm, everybody has in common. Like even Samuel Hahnemann said, there's some things you've just got to make sure of before they'll be cured, before people can be cured. I have a good diet, for instance, and they need to have a good environment. So he talked about this. He called them obstacles to cure. So the key, the key point, and in homeopathy, it's called a vital force. That's just the word for the energetic template, the quantum energy field. That the vital force is this energy field that's susceptible to things we know not what. If it gets pushed off balance, if it gets triggered, by something it's susceptible to or sensitive to, then the only way to get back in balance again is to make symptoms. So here it changes our whole thinking. This is the real shift is that the energy field off balance is producing all the symptoms, any of the symptoms. So if all we do is get rid of a symptom, it doesn't fix the energy field. And it's either going to produce that same symptom again, itchy dog, itchy dog, itchy dog, itchy dog, or it's going to go, oh, well, I don't have enough energy to keep doing itchy. I guess I'll do diarrhea, or I guess I'll get a tumor, or I guess I'll get liver disease. So that energy field with lots of energy will push it to the outside. No dog dies of skin problems, or very rarely. A not as healthy energy field will cause more severe problems. Therefore, we don't, we want to try not to artificially stop symptoms with antis. So here's a good example of that. Um, if a dog has diarrhea and you take the dog or the cat to the veterinary clinic, I mean, they'll, they'll check and see if there's worms or whatever. But they're very likely to give an antibiotic, whether there's bacteria there or not, plus mm -hmm. an antispasmodic, assuming that the spasms of the gut are create the hypermotility of the guts causing the diarrhea, and an anti-diarrheal to form, firm up the stool. So the goal there is anti, opposed to the symptom, stop the symptom. In holistic medicine, we're going to say, let's balance that vital force so that the body no longer ever needs to produce diarrhea. Not to say there'll never be diarrhea again. I mean, you way overeat, you might get diarrhea. Mm -hmm. You eat something toxic, you might get diarrhea. It's a good thing. Mm -hmm. It cleanses the body. Mm -hmm. But it's the idea that rather than 
just stopping one symptom. You want to address the underlying imbalance that causes all symptoms. Does that make sense? Oh, definitely, definitely. It really does. And and let's continue this uh, further as we go along, Christina. Right now we have to take a break. Um, it mm-hmm. would be a very short break. And I want you to point out she has this Holistic Actions Academy. Could you share with our wonderful listeners what you would love them to do, what you have to offer them, please? Did now or you want to take a break? No, I just before the break. Oh, before the break. Okay. Right now. So right. <laughs> once, right now. <laughs> once once we once once we start um once we try to start shifting our thinking from just stop symptoms to build health and build vitality, it can be a big challenge, especially if we have to go to a conventional vet. So a colleague of mine started the Holistic Actions Academy or community, and it's for people who would like to take holistic actions to keep their animals healthy for as long as possible and to have high quality of life. So you can go to holisticactions.com and wander around, and um, there's some things you can read on it for free. We have tons of information there. And then there's two different membership levels, one where you can sort of uh, read a lot of the material, and the higher level is one where you can interact directly with the veterinarians and the rest of the holistic community. So you could ask a question on the forum 24-7 and say, my cat isn't eating very well. Um, he seems to be really picky. What can I do? And as veterinarians, we might say, well, we need to rebalance your cat using homeopathy or acupressure, or you could try these foods. And members of the community would say, when my cat wasn't eating, this is what worked. When my cat wasn't eating, this is what worked. And so you get the input with veterinarians monitoring the input so nothing inaccurate is put out. Um, and then in addition, you get a webinar every Monday night with leading holistic veterinarians on different holistic topics and a 15-minute call every month where you can ask questions of Dr. Jeff or myself. So if you're interested in checking out the membership, go take a look around. And if you'd like to try the full all-access membership for one week for only one dollar, then you can enter this code. Yes, and that code is Judy. Fantastic, Christina. And that's at HolisticActionsAcademy.com? Nope, HolisticActions.com. Okay, holisticactions.com. HolisticActions.com. Which is what I said, yeah. Okay, all right, great. So, um, yeah, so go there and check that out, and you'll really learn a whole bunch and also go to uh, talkanimal.net and we have a lot of resources and specials there that you can see and if you want to become the person that your animal already knows you are go to jazzupyourlifewithjudy.com and there we have lots of inspiring conversations with wonderful amazing 
uh, leaders and teachers who will raise your frequency and change, help change your life. So we're going to take a very short break right now, and we will be back shortly. The Superpower Experience goes way beyond the podcast. Listeners can connect with hosts and one another inside the Superpower Universe Plus membership. Members get access to high vibe connections, superpower masterclasses, and much, much more. Don't wait another moment to step into your superpowers. Go to superpowerexperts.com and sign up today. We are back. We are talking with Dr. Christina Chambreau, holistic veterinarian extraordinaire about homeopathy for animals. So, uh, Christina, you know, one thing I didn't say, what is your website? Let's share that with people because. Yep, it's very easy. There are two ways to get there. The one that's for sure is my name, ChristinaChambro.com. Or you can use MyHealthyAnimals.com. And if you'd like to email me, you can email me at HealthyAnimals.com at AOL.com. So the website is My Healthy Animals, or my name, and the email is HealthyAnimals at AOL.com. So it's time to dig in a little bit for homeopathy. So how do we go about, how do we go about coming up with these successes that Judy and I have talked about? And how do, how do the principles of homeopathy apply even if we never use homeopathy. So number one, we've got there's an underlying energy field that produces the symptoms. So therefore, it's very important to collect symptoms. The totality of symptoms is what we're looking for. That's what we call it in homeopathy, totality of symptoms. So that means create a timeline. And again, this will be useful regardless of what modality you're using. Even if you're using still just conventional medicine, this will help you. Create a timeline. You got your, your cat came to your house and selected you and had, and had something going on with the ears that the vet called an infection. Antibiotics were given and then this happened and that happened and this happened and that happened and two years later there were ear mites and this happened and that happened. So you have this timeline of what happens. What was the treatment and what was the result? And you continue that timeline for as long as you and this animal are together. Now, then from that timeline to present time, you make a master symptom list. And again, this one you'll continue as well. So you start with the energy level. Always, always, always focus on energy level. And at Holistic Actions, we actually call it BEAM, shine the light on BEAM, behavior, energy, appetite, and mood. Mm. So definitely you want to put down the energy level, the behavior, the behavior or mood, sometimes those are hard to tell apart, and the appetite. And then if ears showed up, had problems two or three times on the master symptom list, you just put them down one time. So each problem that was there gets written down just one time. And then that's all of the, those are at this point, day 
day now, you have all the symptoms from the past plus all the current symptoms. And in homeopathy, we're looking at, as well as in Chinese medicine and Ayurvedic medicine, we're looking at how is it, how does this dog or cat have the symptoms differently than another dog or cat? So some dogs, while they're still in bed in the morning, start itching. But by noon, they aren't itching anymore. So that's very important. That's a modality. That's mm-hmm. when is the itching happen, happening. It may be that any time the cat eats butter, the cat starts vomiting. That would be very specific. It could be that when my dog is sick, he takes small sips of water frequently during the day, like eight or ten times during the day, but just for lap, lap, lap. Or another dog Mm -hmm. may drink two bowls of water all at one time once a day. So you're very specific about what's happening. And that's a way that we are figuring out what that individual needs. So step one is called case taking. Then what a homeopath does, so that's you, case taking is useful regardless of what kind of medicine you're using. And timeline and a master symptom list, that's all part of case taking. So then a homeopath, now the next three things are just homeopathy, and then we'll get to another general one. So then we look those symptoms up in an index of symptoms. We then find the medicines out of 7,000 different homeopathic medicines. Trained people, yourself can be trained as well, or veterinarians, find which medicines show up mostly in, or which medicines show up in most of the symptoms. Then we go to books called Materia Medica, just books about medicines, and we read about these medicines that were tested in people. We never test on animals, only in people. So people report, when I took this repeatedly and made myself sick with this medicine, I produced these symptoms. I I started drinking whole lots. I wanted to drink five glasses of water at one time, once a day or twice a day. So that gets written into the Materia Medica. And then we decide which one medicine matches all the prior symptoms, the current symptoms that are there now, and then we decide the posology, the third part, which is how much do we give, how often do we give, and how strong a dose is it. Okay, so that's the homeopathy part. And if in the future we do more talks on homeopathy, we can go into details on that. Or you can go to my website and read an article or two that I have there on homeopathy. Or if you're really interested You can become a member of the Holistic Action, and I taught three courses on homeopathy, weekend live courses that we recorded, so you can have full free access as a member, Mm -hmm. well, as a member benefit. You can Mm -hmm. have access to all those courses, so you can learn more about homeopathy. Now, there's one more piece before we move into more specifics, and that is evaluating the response. Now, this, again, is important 
whether you're using conventional medicine, whether you're using um, homeopathy, acupuncture, whatever. And this is even if you're working, for instance, with an animal intuitive who says, you know, your dog really wants to be lying down on a purple couch, a purple cloth would really make him feel better. Still, you're the one that lives with your with your animal. You need to decide, does it really make him feel better or not? So evaluating the response, there's basically only four things that can happen after any treatment. There's only four things that can happen after you change the diet or change the exercise or get an air filter or a humidifier. And that is, number one, nothing happens. <laughs> or nothing apparent happens. And that's like, oh, bummer. But You're right. Happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and it might be that you put down the purple cushion and you don't see any change and and good changes still could be happening, but you don't see anything. The second thing that can happen, which happens can happen with conventional medicine, unfortunately, but can also happen with any holistic approach, is called suppression. So the symptom that you're worried about, maybe this red inflamed ear within three doses of a homeopathic medicine or within, you know, maybe two or three days of giving an antibiotic, all of a sudden the ear is 100% better. But remember, you're doing that whole master symptom list. But the energy level has gone down a little bit and he's become really grumpy. So there's been negative changes that are like more serious. So that's suppression. Sometimes you'll have an ear clear up and then two months later, they'll come down with cancer or they'll come down with, um, they'll start beginning the beginnings of inflammatory bowel disease. Now, if you're paying attention, if you're following these guidelines, you won't let it get that far. You'll notice that the energy has gone down and you'll go, okay, we need to do a different, we need to do something different now. So that's suppression. The third way is palliation. Now, palliation is temporary help, alleviation, amelioration. So that's when you're giving a treatment. Maybe you started flower essences for um, a a cat who's vomiting hairballs. And as long as you give those flower essences, there's no more hairball vomiting. And the energy doesn't go down, but it doesn't get better either. And over time, oh, it just seems like it's not quite working as well anymore. So it's sort of like temporary help. Or the symptom quickly gets better, but a week later it comes back and it's unchanged. And then you treat again, it comes back. Then you treat again and it comes back. So that would be like if you were getting acupuncture for a stiff hip, and you went once a week, oh, definitely better. And then you tried to stretch it out to two weeks, and you can't go two weeks. And it only works if you're going once a week. That's palliation, temporary help. Now, here's what we want. We want a cure. So the fourth way they can respond is a cure. Very rarely happens with conventional drugs, but it can happen with any of the other holistic modalities, including things like prayer, Reiki, energy healing, although I found through 40 years of doing this that homeopathy 
really good Chinese medicine, uh, chiropractic, osteopathy, and Ayurvedic are the ones most likely repeatedly and countonably to cause these deep cures like like we talked about with Comet and with the bladder, the kitty who had bladder problems. I didn't know enough, by the way, back then to know if it was a cure or not. All I know is she was off antibiotics because I hadn't studied <laughs> this yet. Mm-hmm. That's why I say mm-hmm. you'll know more today than I knew back then. <laughs> Even after a whole weekend, of course, I didn't know this much. So a cure is when the first thing that happens is they feel better. Their energy is better. It might be that they were hyper and now they're calmed down. It might be that their appetite was picky and now their appetite's getting back to normal. So you see a movement of quality of life. They're feeling better. Oh, they're back to who they used to be. And then the symptoms slowly, sometimes quickly, depending on how long they've been there, the symptoms then resolve. And they feel better and better. And something else I'll talk about, the early warning signs of illness start going away as well. So then you have an animal who's feeling better. Symptoms are gone. They've healed their own symptoms. They're back in balance. And as long as you're following some basic, as long as you're following what that individual animal needs to be healthy, they shouldn't get sick again. Now, often in our polluted planet, and our stressful planet, with our stress, the animals right. will get sick again. But mm-hmm. you're able to deal with it better because you have this understanding of how health happens. And, you know, there's a great book, that, two great books I'd recommend for homeopathy. One is by Don Hamilton, and it's called homeopathic care for cats and dogs. And chapter two and chapter three are about how animals get ill and how animals heal. Mm -hmm. So it's all about these principles. Plus, he gives he's very good at saying, here's a problem, say coughing dog. Here are things, here are symptoms to be paying attention to. Here are some conventional treatments. Here are five homeopathic medicines that might help. But you have to know, he says every time, over and over again, it may not be one of these five. It might be one of the other 7,000. So if one of these fits really well, all the other symptoms, then you can try it. If it doesn't work, then you might need professional help. So I love how he does that. And then the second book is, and you'll learn a lot by reading, if you read and reread that book as opposed, if you see it as a textbook instead of as a first aid book to help me in a problem, you can use it either way. But use it as a textbook and learn more and more from it. Then another book is by another homeopathic veterinarian, Wendy Jensen, J-E-N-S-E-N. And it is, I'm drawing a blank on Wendy's books. I'll have it up here in a second. Thank goodness to the Internet. Um, 
So what she does, I'll give you the title in a minute. What she does is she walks you through everything I've just said. So she takes you into her practice, and here comes a sick animal. Here comes an animal who's been coughing off and on for several years and diagnosed with asthma and been treated with drugs. And um, the first thing she does is take the case, and she gives you the types of questions she asks. And then she uses the repertory. Then she uses the Materia Medica. So she walks you through how to how she's doing each of these steps. It's not really teaching you how. It's more exposing you to here's how we're doing it. So it's like taking what I'm talking about and expanding it a little bit. In every in each piece I'm talking, she gives you more info. And the title of the book is Practical Handbook of Veterinary Homeopathy. That's why it's hard for me to remember. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, so those two books will really help you learn more about homeopathy. And now you go, wait a minute, wait a minute, but what can I do now? So, um, Judy, have you ever used a homeopathic remedy if your dog just was very sore or maybe tripped and was lame for a oh. day? Oh, oh yes, uh, oh definitely. Like for what? myself, and for the dog. Pardon what? Like what's one thing you did? Do you remember one? Okay, I know Arnica is always one, you know, a go-to uh, homeopathic remedy. Now I I love Tramiel. Well, stick wait wait, wait stick 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 with Arnica. So Arnica is good for blunt trauma. So it's when you're hit by a car. When the horse has kicked you and it's this big horse hoof print on a, on a small body of an, of a dog or a cat, it's blunt trauma and it works. It's really effective if the animal is so painful, they don't, this naturally friendly, normally friendly animal doesn't want you to come near them. <gasps> I hurt too much. Don't come near. And um, so that's when Arnica is the best. It's good for bruising, to prevent bruising. So it's that kind of a blunt trauma that causes bruising. Now, there are combination homeopathic medicines, which is right. what you were going to say next, mm-hmm. which Tramiel um, is a combination. Right. Um, so there are two ways. When you're treating an acute problem, an emergency kind of problem, it doesn't matter. It's okay to use a combination. The problem is, if you've got, if you give one remedy and you have your list of five symptoms and the historical list might even be longer, and after you give the remedy once, twice, five times or more, you can then check each symptom, which one got better, which one got worse. Now, if instead of giving, and then having done that, that will, you can then go to charts that say, if this remedy sort of helped, then look at these next. But if you give a combination medicine and it, and it helps, but then doesn't keep helping, you're back to step one. You haven't learned anything by giving the combination medicine. So it's fine for acute trauma, but it's better to learn your homeopathic medicines and be more specific about it. Because then you're 
then you can be more accurate in the long run. Does that make sense? Right, it does. Mm-hmm. And when I use so now another, I want a result. I want, I want a result now, <laughs> you know, so. Right. But the problem is if you give Tramiel and there's no, and there's, it helps and then doesn't help, then you don't know where to go next. You're back at the beginning. Whereas if right. you gave Arnica and it didn't work, then you could read the Materia Medica of Arnica and you go, Oh, that was more for blunt trauma. Now, if I think about it, because because I'm the one that stepped on Comet's foot or because um, the foot got caught in the door when the door closed on it, that's more of a nerve injury or mm-hmm. or the dog fell down on his butt. And that's more mm-hmm. of a nerve injury than a blunt trauma. So let me try hypericum because hypericum is for nerve traumas. So that's after a dentistry because there's so many nerves in the mouth. Or if a stick got caught in the mouth and you pull it out and the mouth seems sore afterwards, that would be a time for hypericum. So the more you can get specific on it, the better you're going to be in the long run. Mm -hmm. But but again, in the short term, it's not as critical. And um, and so some of you are super, super new. Before we move on to more examples, some of you are super new to this and going, wait a minute, how do I give it? What is it? Oh, oh my God, how, how do I give it? So number <laughs> one, medi- these medicines are prepared by pharmacies. You don't make them yourself. They're made from herbs, minerals, and body substances, but they're they're diluted, so not a single molecule is there. We go, well, then you're just giving water. Nope. It's got the energetic template, and the more they're diluted mm-hmm. and shaken, like Comet's homeopathic vet told the vets to shake the bottle ten times, the more they're shaken, they get a little tiny bit stronger. So these are preparations you purchase at a store, and most health food stores carry these little blue tubes by Boron. Wow. And in it are little round sugar pellets. And you can give them however. You can crush them and just pull the lip down and put a little, put the powder on the lip. It's absorbed in the gums. You can take a couple of pellets and put them in, in, oh, a little bit of water, fourth of a cup of water, tablespoon of water. And let them sit there for five or ten minutes and then give two drops of the water, five drops of the water. Um, they can even be applied topically. They are much, they're a little bit slower working that way, but you know, with wild animals, often that's the best you can do. So that's, so go to your health food store tomorrow, buy a bottle of Arnica and bring it home and have it handy. While you're there, even though we're doing homeopathy, while you're there, you want to also buy a bottle of rescue remedy. Oh, yeah. Now, Rescue Remedy is a flower essence. And I know you've had, did Dr. Hovey talk about flower essences with you? No, she did not. But I'm going to to have someone on who does talk about flower essences because they are so so fantastic. Rescue Remedy, Rescue Remedy is, comes in a little tiny bottle for people. You don't have to buy the pet one. It's just when you use it, put four drops in an ounce of water, keep a few bottles around the house. 
And then anytime anybody needs rescuing, stress, injury, illness, itchy, whatever, you can try the rescue remedy. It can be done along with the homeopathic medicine. So even though it's not homeopathy, I would do that. Now, another really important thing is once, anytime you do any treatment, but especially with homeopathic medicines, write it down. Write down when you gave it, what you gave, how strong it was, how often you gave it, and the response. So it's good to keep a journal on your pet's health. When everybody was begging me to write a book on holistic health, my clients and my students, and I said, there are enough out there. I don't need to write a new one. And um, I thought, you know, what's missing is there's no book that helps you track your pet's symptoms. You can Mm -hmm. do it yourself. Some people use a calendar. Some people use an Excel spreadsheet. Calendars are pretty tiny. Excel spreadsheet, got to open your computer. So, um, So I wrote a book, The Healthy Animals Journal. And then I made two ebooks, Healthy Dog Journal and Healthy Cat Journal. So those are a little more up to date with a few links uh, to some newer material. And all of those you can get on my website, ChristinaChambro.com. Right. Um, so those are those are those are all there. And um, so those are the keys of homeopathy. Now here's a couple of other. Just a couple of other interesting cases. So uh, this one dog was out running outside, and he had a tendency to like to eat bees. And he never had a problem. It was a lab, and these bees would be buzzing around, and he'd bite them and eat them and swallow them and never had a problem. And then one day, there were more bees than usual, and he got about five stings before he had a chance to eat them. Five stings on his muzzle. Mm. And his muzzle got swollen mm. and and red, and his owner reached for apis, which is actually made from a bee. Most homeopathic remedies are not made from live bees. No, no live animal has to be killed for most homeopathic medicines. But for apis, one bee gave its life for about a hundred years worth of homeopathic apis. So it's mm. still not too bad. Um, and so apis within five minutes, the dog's muzzle was not swollen anymore. Now some oh, hair good. fell out because the swelling was so much. But it wasn't itchy. There wasn't any problem. And within a couple of weeks, the hair was growing back in. So the other thing about symptoms is if you've changed your thinking about symptoms to where no longer do they scare you, but they make you curious, rather than going, oh, i got to go to the vet. There's hair loss. You would go, okay, I wonder why the hair fell out where the bee sting was. Oh, it was so swollen. Maybe it just sort of pushed the hair follicles out for a little bit. Or maybe it just sort of deadened the area. You know, so you could experiment with thinking. You could say, is it bothering my dog? No. Itchy, sore? No. Okay, well, let's wait a little bit and see what happens. So learning the homeopathic philosophy, being a member of holistic actions, these are things that will have you not have to go to the veterinarian as often And we'll have you go to the veterinarian sooner 
to keep them on track, especially if you have a holistic veterinarian to work with. And one of my articles on my website and an article at Holistic Actions is about creating your healthcare team and how to find holistic veterinarians and where to find them and how to evaluate them and how best to work with them. So that's also important to oh, that um, is. Mm-hmm. to do. Right. A lot and of people want to do that. Mm-hmm. You want to do that now, not waiting until they're really sick. Right. <laughs> it's better right. to have exactly. the team in place ahead of time. Exactly. Especially exactly. now. Mm-hmm. Because with COVID yeah. and the hospitals being so busy, they're going to give first priority to their current clients. Mm, right? Yeah. That's true. That's so become true. a current client of somebody who's a really great holistic vet. Judy, what yeah, was the name of your good. what was the name of your homeopathic vet? Is she still around? Um uh, uh yes and um yes, she's still around. So um Good. Yeah. And I'm getting a, I'm going to be going to a new holistic, uh, holistic vet with Ariel. So, um, okay. yeah, so, so, because and it's I good really, to share the names of good ones. Right, right. Um, I'm going to be going to, there's Holly Foster and then I have another, he's an energy veterinarian and he, he doesn't, he doesn't go after business. He doesn't want to be known <laughs> because uh-huh. he does some yes, very that's interesting I, Yep. That's, yeah, he does some yep. very interesting work. Yeah. So, um. That's yeah. excellent. There are many. There are many that don't because they're busy enough as it is. <laughs> so then, um, so I did. You want to hear a couple right. of other good interest? You want to hear another couple of good interesting cases of animals who were well, really ill um, and got healed? May, may let's just have one, okay, because of the time. Okay. Okay. So that would be um, great. Isis, Isis came to me. Isis was a Bengal cat, very outgoing cat, who came to the 70, to the 80 year old man, 85 year old man, um, when he was young, and he always had this little cough. And the veterinarians, the men kept going to the veterinarians a lot with Isis, and he, he was put on different drugs, Reglan and this thing and that thing. And none of them worked, and they seemed to make him not very happy and not very energetic. So he wasn't doing any of them. And when Isis was five years old, he was given um, all the vaccines, plus, for some unknown reason, was given feline infectious peritonitis, which is a nasty vaccine that vets nowadays aren't using that much. Um, And it was only used in catteries back then. It's a lethal disease, but this was a cat who'd never left his house and was owned by an 85-year-old man, so there was no excuse to have given it. Within two hours, the cat's lips were swollen and blue, and he went back to and couldn't breathe. Went back to the vet clinic, had to be on oxygen for three days, was put on meds. Every time um, the owner tried to decrease the meds, Isis would start coughing and having severe asthmatic attacks. So somehow he heard about me and came to me 
And Isis was a great cat, but he, you know, at this point, he wasn't very happy at home. His daily quality of life wasn't really cool. At my house, he it was new, so he was still pretty energetic. So I started treating him with homeopathy. Now, this is something, of course, that would need professional care because you're pulling off of a drug that has a, and so the cat could have, you know, serious side effects. So I needed, so he needed to come to a professional like me for that. So we would give the medicine, the homeopathic medicine, and he felt better. And then we decreased the conventional drug by a quarter. And then he started coughing again. But instead of increasing the medicine, we repeated the homeopathic dose. And he felt better and the coughing stopped. So then we decreased the meds again. And at the end of one month, he was completely off of two years of medication and felt great. So when the coughing started, we gave him another dose of a higher strength of the same homeopathic medicine. And the asthma stayed away. Now, the fact, what shows how much of a cure this was is about a year later, so Isis was maybe eight, um, the man had to go into a nursing home. So this very social cat, Isis, was left alone in the house for a month with the next-door neighbor coming over to visit and to feed him twice a day. But otherwise, he was on his own. And then finally, after a month, it was clear he wasn't going to be able to leave the rehab center and he'd have to go into a nursing home permanent. And so the Next-door neighbor's mother adopted Isis, and she had two cats and three dogs. (laughs) So this cat could have been stressed and gone back into asthma. He never had asthma for the rest of his life. He had two. He had a rodent ulcer once, and he had some skin problems once that we treated homeopathically. They cleared up, and Isis lived to be 20. And never had asthma again. Now, that's a cure. Oh, wow. That is phenomenal. That really is fantastic. Wow. So the point is, anything, never, ever give up hope. Each one of you out there, hear this and take it in. Never give up hope. Try homeopathy. Try acupuncture. Try chiropractic osteopathic. One of them might work. If if that one doesn't work, go to another one and keep learning. Uh, Judy is wonderful by presenting you all of these different approaches that you can use to help your animals. But there's no condition that homeopathy cannot help. Except, I mean, if you break a bone, it's got to be immobilized. But in ACL, homeopathy can often resolve a cruciate ligament like uh, Comet had without that surgery, so um, it prevented yeah. the I was tracheal new to collapse. A lot of this. Mm-hmm. That's right. That, that, mm-hmm. So now that's we what I learn as we go. All mm-hmm. of them, everybody you have to know is start with the holistic, and integrative vets will start with holistic and only use drugs or surgery when they have to, when nothing else is working. Yes. So, well, Christina, this has been great. I'm so happy to share um, share you with everyone because we really want to know about homeopathy. It's such a wonderful modality to use for healing. So, again, Christina, please give uh, your website. 
It's ChristinaChambro.com or MyHealthyAnimals.com. And my email is HealthyAnimals, plural, HealthyAnimals at AOL.com. And then also check out the Holistic Actions website and, um, and, and you can get that uh, holistic actions for one yes. week for only one dollar. Be sure to enter the code Judy to get it. So that's great. So thank you for making that available to us, Christina. We really appreciate your time and everything. And um, go to talkanimal.net um, too and sign up because uh, you will not be getting a an email every day or anything. But if I have a special event or something like Christina and I have briefly talked about doing a master class. So uh, if you get on that list, you'll be, up, you know, you'll be nothing set yet for that, perhaps next spring. So we don't know what's happening with that yet. But but um, if you get sign in there, you will be able to find get information later about that. It's at talkanimal.net and also jazzupyourlifewithjudy.com. Okay, much love to everyone. Christine, thank you so very much. Much love to everyone. Give your animals a big hug. And animals, we love you all so very, very much. Thank you for your contribution to our lives. Until next time, much love. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.